Welcome to the RootDown.us Community Podcast. My name is Dr. Brady Chin, and I'm today, today I'm speaking with Dr. John Chen, a recognized authority on Western pharmacology and Chinese herbal medicine, and is also the herbal consultant for Evergreen Herbs. Thank you for joining us today, John. Hi, Brady. It's a pleasure to be here. I'd like to spend a few minutes and talk about what's going on as far as herbal legislation. There's been a lot of talk about uh, current good manufacturing procedures, CGMP, you are one of the few people who is both a pharmacist and an herbalist. Can you tell me what's the situation as it stands today? Well, uh, Brady, let me start by giving you or all the listeners a uh, somewhat global perspective on this, if you will. Uh, in Asia, uh, Chinese medicine has obviously been practiced for a long time. And in the last at least 30, 40 years, uh, there has been a lot of improvement and requirement on the manufacturing and production of the Chinese herbs. So in Asia, basically what's happening is uh, in order to manufacture the herbs, you literally have to be licensed and certified as a pharmaceutical company. And in turn, uh, you need to be a licensed practitioner in order to prescribe herbs. And this is um, basically holds true uh, for the Europe as well, because Europe also has a long tradition of using botanicals. So Switzerland, Germany, and many other countries also have very strict guidelines on who can manufacture herbs and also who can prescribe herbs. Okay, so U.S. is actually the only country that's a little bit far, you know, behind in terms of regulation go. And I think the reason is because FDA has always looked at herbs as a dietary supplement. And as a result, uh, the classification, the rules and regulations fall under the food category, okay? And it wasn't until more recently that um, the regulations start to change. And in fact, FDA has a new CGMP requirement that's gonna go into effect uh, over, the, over the last two years and continue into next year. And that is uh, for the smaller companies, such as most of the TCM companies, they will have to be in full compliance with CGMP by June of 2010. So the time is actually uh, right around the corner. And now you've been doing some work in preparation for any upcoming legislation for that compliance. Can you tell me what you're doing uh, and, and give us a sense of what, what the practitioner's end will be? How will, a, how will a small practice be compliant? Okay. Okay. Well, um, I think this CGMP is really an issue for the manufacturer, okay? And the reason is because it's really the manufacturer, the wholesalers uh, who have the facility, who have the money and resources really to make an impact on the CGMP. So uh, the FDA CGMP is really written for them. Uh, now, what happened is uh, during the, imp the common process, uh, somebody asked the FDA whether the acupuncturist or the schools, uh, when they do compound the herbs, are exempt from the CGMP or not, and FDA in its reply said they are not. So this is one of the great areas where nobody really knows how to make an accurate interpretation. And that is um, the, when the schools, when the practitioners, when they are putting together their formula for their patient, they are really not manufacturing. Okay, but at the same time, they are putting things together for the patient. So they are mixing, they are compounding. But the difficulty is the profession, as far as I know, really does not have a compounding guideline. 
So there is no guidance from the California Acupuncture Board. There is no guidance from the NCCAOM on what compounding is. Therefore, if the profession does not write the guidance for its for itself, then in a sense, uh, the practitioner then falls under the state jurisdiction or maybe under the FDA jurisdiction. Uh, so that's, I think, one of the questions or one of the great area that the profession or the practitioner is facing right now. And as far as herb company goes, um, I'm a consultant for Evergreen Herbs, and we have for the last at least 10 years uh, working on many different issues of upgrading the herbs uh, basically to pharmaceutical levels. And that includes starting from going out to talk to the growers and farmers all the way to the manufacturer, to the lab, to the distribution, and so on. And this is very important because um, as there is more and more demand on the herbs, there is also at the same time more and more requirements. Okay, so uh, we are doing a lot of testing, including all the specific tests for the identity for the heavy metals, including the arsenic, cadmium, mercury, and also lead, including many of the microbiological considerations, including the pesticides, the herbicides, and some of the other issues, such as mycotoxins, uh, aflatoxin, my okratoxin, and so on. You know, so I don't, you know, I don't want to bore the reader, I mean, or the listeners of all the details, but this is something that I feel is very, very important. And in a sense, it's also going to dictate how well we can continue to grow in this country because we really cannot afford to have a bad incidence of Chinese herb not meeting the safety criteria and then fail and then have the incidents broadcasted all over the media. Now, what are your thoughts uh, having brought the safety issue up about herb-drug interaction and the level of herbal education as it is currently taught? And also, I recently saw a uh, document from the California State Board that uh, we are due for an imminent change in our curriculum from the last occupational survey, which was actually going to reduce the number of herbal hours. Uh, what's your opinion right now as far as herbs and drugs in practice? Okay. Um, I think um, the use of Chinese herbs have come a long way. Okay. Uh, I think in the beginning in the United States, most people started out with interest in acupuncture and they become acupuncturists. And obviously acupuncture rep represent one part of TCM or East Asian medicine, but not the entire thing. So as we go along, uh, education starts to expand and it's covering more and more of many other aspects of TCM and herb is obviously one of them. Uh, as far as herb-drug interactions go, uh, this is also an issue uh, that's very, very important. And uh, in fact, the California Acupuncture Board has addressed this very issue uh, over the last several years now. Uh, it has added this into the school curriculum, and it's also a required topic for continuing education. Uh, so hopefully, the students in school and the practitioners out there are getting an adequate education in terms of what are some of the issues they need to keep in mind. So as they prescribe herbs, um, they have efficacy and they also have safety in mind to prescribe the right formula and the right formula that doesn't interact with their with the patient's medications. Okay. And as far as the um, survey that the California Acupuncture Board did, um, I don't know the methodology or who they sent out the surveys to, but my guess is, like I mentioned at the very beginning, a lot of the earlier practitioners, perhaps the one that graduated and started to practice in maybe the early 80s to the mid-1990s, um, they have not gotten a very comprehensive herb education. 
you know, and as a result, they may emphasize a lot more on acupuncture in their practice and not as much with the herbs. So it really depends on who were surveyed and then what their result comes out to be. But I think for the new practitioners, for the ones that are just graduated, uh, herbs is a very important part of their tools uh, on how to best treat the patients. So I think, if anything, uh, that part of the education should be expanded and not cut back. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time today, Dr. Chen. If you would like to learn more about Dr. Chen's company, Evergreen Herbs, you can visit the website at evherbs.com. Or if you'd like to purchase one of his publications, you can do so at aompress.com. See you next time on Root Down.us's Community Podcast. Thank you, Dr. Chen. You're welcome. Thank you.